Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Today, I am beyond excited. I have Emily Vondracek. Did I say it right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Her handle is Emily Vandy. Vondy. Vondy. Yes. Yes. Sounds very posh. Yes. I love it. But Emily, I have admired and loved and smiled and laughed and Oh, you're just freaking amazing. And I was like, I want to talk to her. Like, I want to hang out with her. Like, I want to be best friends with her. And so here you are. And I'm so excited to have you. I today feel that it's really important. And I've never discussed this on the podcast before of talking about the world of social media and what it's like as a mom doing this, right? Like, not only do we do this because we love it and it's fun and we get to get all of our creative, you know, juices out, but this is also a way for us to bring in finances into our own home. And I think we don't talk enough about how that means it's a job which requires time and energy and effort and what's behind all that. So if you are someone who also has a quote side hustle or trying to build your career through social media, stay tuned and listen up because we're going to dive into all of that. But first, I want you to introduce yourself and Tell all of my thriving parents all about yourself. Okay. So Emily Vondercheck from Minnesota. We have four kids, Mm -hmm. six and under. So, you know, that comes with its own delights and struggles, struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we just, I just started doing like social media. I think when a lot of stay at home moms, moms in general did during COVID mm-hmm. quarantine. Mm-hmm. We all kind of started hopping on TikTok because mm-hmm. we realized, wait, there's like a lot of us going crazy right now. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah. Connect. Like all of us, <laughs> not just a lot, like this. all of us. Right. Right. So that's kind of how it all started. And then, yeah, now it's kind of built into this thing, which mm-hmm. has been able to provide income for my family, mm-hmm. which has just been the biggest surprise and blessing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. A thousand percent. Um, Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about, and we'll get into the social media world a little bit in a second, but I want, and I ask a lot of my moms this, I would love for you to share a little bit about your transition into motherhood and like what that looked like. Like, I feel that all of our transitions are completely different, but yet similar in a sense of we've all got a story, right? And I would love to hear, I mean, yes, now you're on TikTok and Instagram and you're sharing all of your motherhood woes and highs and lows and dancing in between, right? Um, (laughs) Even all of your pregnancy stuff, like up till you delivered your fourth 
baby, maybe yeah, even more. Olive is, yeah. Right? I think I started when Nora, my third was just a, a baby, but then I was doing TikTok when, when pregnant with Olive. So it's yeah. kind of fun following along that journey. <laughs> yeah. Tell it's me a little bit about it. how the transition into motherhood has been for you individually, right? Like first comes love yeah. then comes marriage and then whoop, here we go. How has that been for you? Yeah. So me, I was, I was, and I say this with love, but I was kind of naive. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have all the babies ASAP mm-hmm. right when I got married. Cause I've always loved kids. So I knew I wanted to have a nice herd full of children. Um, I think, and I, 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 of course I don't regret anything, but in hindsight, I, I would have, I, I could see where maybe waiting a couple of years, a year or two, um, would have been maybe beneficial for me and my sweetie's communication. Uh-huh. Uh, we can see like everything's in hindsight, but I like before I got married and had kids, I was just, I would talk everyone's ears off about how I can't wait to have babies right away. Mm-hmm. And now when I talk to young couples, about when they say they're wanting kids and stuff, I, I'm always like, well, you know, don't be afraid to take your time. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, but don't be afraid to take your time, you mm-hmm. know? So anyways, I had, I got pregnant three weeks after we got married. No way. <laughs> so, that's like a so honeymoon baby. It was <laughs> almost, yeah. Kind of right after our honeymoon and the transition into motherhood, I think uh, nothing Nothing could have prepared me for the shift in um, responsibility. The shift in now I have this whole human Mm -hmm. that I remember just going to bed every night thinking almost with a little bit of not dreads a strong word, but knowing I'm going to do all this tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And and it's never going to be normal again. Oh, yeah. The concept of like finding the new normal was such a mind trip for me. Mm-hmm. It kind of, but my first was very, very, very colicky. Mm-hmm. So it was um, me being terrified to leave the house because he would scream and cry the whole time we went anywhere wow. in his car seat. It was very, so I had this baby that I spent the entire day trying to not make cry. Yeah. And although like there was still the, the identity in me that so longed to be a mother, that was, speaking to that I was now a mother and so there was that fulfilling part of it Mm -hmm. but also this like culture shock I don't know the right word for it but like how this is my life now and it's never I have to find the new normal finding the new normal was I think hardest for the first for sure for sure it's it's such a it took me a while (laughs) it took me a while I remember like I would be so exhausted because Charlie had he was my first and he had he was so colicky like I mean, yeah. you name it, like reflux. He had the whole nine first. yards. And yes, I remember being like, okay, I made it through another day. Like I made it through another night. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'd be exhausted when I woke up, but I was like, I can do it. And then as the yes. sun started setting, I was like, oh, fuck, here yep. we go. Like, okay, yep. here we go again. Like it was almost yeah. like this like daily depression of like, oh gosh, here we go again, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I totally resonate with that. And then you have, it's, you feelings of guilt are mixed in because you're thinking I waited, I, you know, I, I wanted to be a mother my whole life. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of so much harder than I thought, but I shouldn't be feeling like this. I should just be feeling all the good. Right. You know, because at least, so that was um, in 2016 and 
it was um, like postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, all those things were starting to be talked about more, yeah. but not near as much as they are now. Agreed. So I still kind of felt like I couldn't really vent as honestly mm-hmm. as I could now. Mm-hmm. And even in 2016, mm-hmm. I kind of grinned or just kind of pretended like everything was fine. I for sure did because too. I, felt like I, should be fine, you know? I like push through. I got to tell you, like, I don't even know what postpartum depression is or feels like because I pushed through so heavily that I was like, you just yeah. keep going. Like, I don't understand. Right. Like, you what are you talking about? Yeah. You just, yeah. you just do it. You like, right. You keep your head down and you keep going. You, and then all of a yeah. sudden we're like, oh wait, now we're having another and another and another. Like, okay, let's, here we go. Like, let's go. Right. Yeah. We just keep going. Right. So I think, go ahead. yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I think for, for me personally, that like the true the true joys to be found. And of course I had sweet newborn moments with my first, Of course, you know, but I like the true joys of the true, like kind of purpose, calling all the good things of motherhood didn't come, didn't come right away from me. It kind of took a bit to once I fully realized and accepted, this is the new normal. Once I kind of learned how to get, accept help. Once I talked openly about everything, there was so much more, like joys to be found, which, cause I, at the end of the day, I do think it should be, um, you're, you're joyful, I guess, yeah. or at the end of the day, it should motherhood in general should be good. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Some bad, yes. but it should be overall good. <laughs> happy. Yeah. Happy. Yes. And yes. you know, a lot of, when I work with my clients, a lot of them come to me, they're burnt out, they're exhausted, they're depleted, they're overwhelmed, they're overstimulated, all the different things. And I'm, I'm like, you can have that. Like you can be happy. You can feel calm. You can feel some sense of balance and peace, right? Like you can have that. Is it, Mm -hmm. is it work? Is it effort to get to that point? Absolutely. But like, why, why are we working so hard, you know, to build and create this life if we don't get to enjoy it ourselves, you know? Yes. Right. And I think it's worth what you're saying, worth figuring out how how can I enjoy this more mm-hmm. or how can it not be? I know there's going to be like seasons of like survival mode. Yes. Postpartum seasons, like seasons of sickness, just hard seasons are going to be survival mode for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like motherhood, it's, it's not meant to just be survival mode Agreed. the whole time. Agreed. You know what I mean? I feel like there's things we can do for our mental health, for our sanity to help find the, the goodness and joy and, um, it not, it's be thri- thrival mode. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and, so yeah, yeah, 2016 is when you started your journey of motherhood. And mm-hmm. you said before that right around the time of basically lockdown is when you kind of mm-hmm. started stepping up your social media game. Um, what mm-hmm. led you to decide to even want to do anything like this? Yeah. I think seeing like other moms posting and how much fun it, it just seemed like so much fun yeah. right off the bat. And, and I, and I consider myself, you know, a creative person. I think any of us, any of us that are content creators yep. are creative and artistic in our, in our different ways. And, and so I just, at first I started posting um, videos of just really, I didn't really have, I didn't really know what I was going to post. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes my kids, sometimes the fun trends, I didn't really know what I was going to, what I was doing really. Yeah. And I didn't have, I didn't have like a following. I was just kind of, I would post like every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know? And then it wasn't until I, I made like my first, I wrote a song about, it was Nora at the time, my third, how she was up all night nursing. I made a little 
hey girl, like, remember last night you were up at three? And I made this, that was my first mom jam. And I posted it thinking like, of course, everyone says thinking nothing of it, yeah, you know, yeah. and it kind of, a lot of moms resonated with it and thought it was so fun. And that's when I realized, oh, I've been writing up little songs my whole entire life wow. about everything. Yeah. Almost annoyingly so, my husband would say. And not everything's a song, he tells me. Mm-hmm. And I say, I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. I think everything's a song. So the, I realized how much fun that was for me to do that. And that's kind of where I started kind of gaining, I guess, a following yeah. is when I started to show my personality mm-hmm. and my my own like vulnerability and my own journey is really when I think what resonated the most mm-hmm. is, yeah, the vulnerability. I love that. Yeah, I've, I've even yeah. used your audio before the girl put your sweatpants on like throw your hair in a bun like I've used it before like it's that's amazing that you have written little ditties or songs like that your entire life how real cool and the fact that you get to use that as an outlet now in parenthood right were you a full-time stay-at-home mom prior to doing all of this yeah, so I worked as like a nursing assistant, CNA, or patient care assistant mm-hmm. at a hospital in the cities until I was pregnant with Nora. Mm-hmm. So I worked as a PCA up until I was pregnant with my third. Mm-hmm. And then I w- made the transition to be a stay-at-home mom once when I was pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much since, and now, you know, I consider this work or, you know, my job, I guess. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's silly, even though it's such... Like we were just talking, it's such a real job. It is. But I still, sometimes when people ask me, I still sometimes feel like I have to explain myself a little bit. Sure. Or I feel like, or sometimes I even downplay it. Mm. Oh, I know. Isn't that, isn't that silly? Mm-hmm. Or some, I'll say something like, cause I'm afraid. I don't know what I'm afraid of. They, they won't. I think it's like, it's oh, very... you're an influencer. It's like, well, I mean, like, I don't, what? Like, huh? Like that word. It's like, well, I know, like I, I mean, I feel you do a lot more than that, right? Oh, right? sure. like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the influencing is such a tiny, it's such totally. like a, and I even like, I like to view it as like, as far as ads go, I'm never going to, um, advertise something that is just crap. Same. I won't, you know, I've turned down or even like, I've even, there's been contracts signed. Then once using the product for a while, I'm like, you know what, this kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And then my management team's always so great about, Oh, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get out of it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I liked, I kind of like to view it as their, the brand is paying me to do a commercial for them yes. and trying to just talk any, any brands that are too like, um, scripted mm-hmm. or they, they want me to kind of read off. I, I always say no to those. Cause I don't, I don't, and no judgment to people who do do scripted ads, you know, yep. but I always feel like it has to be authentic to you. I hate being scripted. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to, it just feels, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. Um, if, I'm going to promote something. It's because I love it. I use it and yeah. I believe in the product or I believe in the company and mm-hmm. I feel good talking about it or promoting it or any right. and all of the above, you know? Um, yes. You can be honest in what you're, the things that you're saying are real. Right. That's like, I want to be able to speak honestly about whatever I'm promoting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, yeah. I think that. How it works for me specifically. Yeah. And trust is a, yeah. like, for me, trust is huge. Like, especially because I'm marketing myself and I'm marketing my program and saying, Hey, like, I would love for you to work with me. 
I have to mm-hmm. be able to stand behind my word, no matter what I'm talking about, whether it's someone else's product or my own. And if you lose someone's trust or you don't live in integrity with yourself, I feel that that, that would show through for me. Like I, I just feel that, and I don't yeah. know if I would enjoy it either. Like, I don't know if I, it, no. I, it would take away the the thrill or the enjoyment side of social media for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I, I've, we've had this kind of conversation many times, like with my, my, my team that are bringing me deals is like, if I'm not, if I don't genuinely like the product, mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna show through in the ad. And I don't like, you know, that's neither of us should want, right. That. You know, you as my management team shouldn't want me to be that either. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. authenticity, authenticity is like my biggest is my biggest kind of goal and what I strive for yep. through the way, which can be kind of, which can be challenging when, when you grow yep. or, you know, not, not, not focusing. Cause when you focus too much on growth, which is a part of the business side, cause you kind of have to think about growth a little sure. bit, that's your, but not caring about it to a point where it takes away from your office. Totally. I think that yeah. especially in the beginning for me, clearly I knew that having eyes on me helped others see what I was doing and helped them gain awareness that I was even out there. Right. So like numbers are part of it to be able to have people seeing what you're doing. But what I realized, and I feel that you kind of said this as well, um, is that the more honest, vulnerable and being myself, that's what truly did it for me. That's what truly allowed people to be like, okay, I can relate to her. Like she's super cool or, or I see right. myself in her or X, Y, Z, you know, because yeah. it's, it's really hard to, to show our lives. It's, it's hard to open up and share. I believe it's gotten a lot easier for me. Um, it just mm-hmm. feels like another, you know, day in the office. Sure. I'll talk about anything at this point. Like I, I it doesn't, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, like I have, I have almost zero. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but Mm -hmm. I do think it's gotten easier with time. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, as I was sitting, thinking about you and I and like what we wanted to talk about today, as I was literally just getting ready, I was like, I wonder what it took for Emily to get here today. So like, what did your morning look like to even get here to be able to do the podcast. Like PS, by the way, guys, like Emily and I went back and forth through email and DMs to make sure that we could finally find a time that worked within her schedule as well as mine, as well as like wrangling our children. Right. So like, what did today look like you to even get here? Okay. So, you know, brought my son to kindergarten this morning. Um, and then I have a nanny that comes on Tuesdays and Mm -hmm. Thursdays to watch my kids until four. Mm -hmm. So I brought my son to kindergarten, got home. I like to kind of get her settled in with the three younger ones a little bit as far as like, have they all had breakfast? Do they need help getting dressed just so that she's not coming into totally. chaos? And, and, you know, that's part of like, you know, it, but my, my mother um, would tell me that she can get thrown into the chaos. You know, that's part of her. Don't, you know, she always is trying to look out for me in that regard. But me as their yep. mother, I'm like, I don't want her. Of course, because we care. So uh, yeah. And I want her to like, like, come totally. To work. <laughs> so I kind of help her get settled in a little bit. And then I I went and got some coffee that I probably didn't need, but I got some more anyways. Second cup. There you go. And then I came, I work on Tuesdays and Thursdays at my dad's house. So right now I, I'm at my dad's. He lives like uh, seven minutes mm-hmm. from us. 
and he has just this big open house that's empty in the mm-hmm. day. So here I am. Wow. That's kind of the, what it, so what it you, looked like my morning. What time does your nanny come on Tuesdays and Thursdays? So she comes at 8 a.m. Okay, so 8 to 4. Okay. Yeah. So the only time you have to work on your, quote, job, right? And I don't even want to put that in yeah. quotes, so, but like on your career yeah. and on your yeah. talent and your creativity and cramming podcasts and not just being creative and doing fun songs. And I love when you do the dance ones and you're like, oh, then you just back up. It's like so funny. You're the best. Oh, they're so you're fun. The I love them. Oh my God, you're the too. best. You're the best. Um, but like uh-huh. you don't have that much time to devote to this career and to be able to bring yeah. in finances into your own home. And I was right thinking about that today because in order for us to do this, I had to rearrange my schedule, making sure that I could fit it in when you have this pocket of time, which is totally fine for me. But I went and I worked out earlier today than usual, which again is totally fine. Dropped the kids off. Eli wanted a lunch this morning. So then I had to make him a lunch this morning rather than last night. Dropped him off, ran downtown, worked out, drove back, didn't even have time to shower. I promise I don't smell right now, but like I, I will shower later. Literally like literally 10 minutes threw on some clothes. I'm like shuffling the dogs. I'm like, Nope, I don't care. Like you're going to have to figure it out later. Like it's time to get back in and then hopped on here. And I will tell you that I am nonstop until 6 PM tonight in this chair. And I don't think that people realize yes, is a creating a life for yourself or creating a business through marketing on social media or exposure on market, excuse me, exposure on social media. Is it doable? Yes. Is it time consuming and take commitment? A thousand percent, like 1000 percent. Right. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, for Mm -hmm. sure. I had to, I really finding like the balance of it all was very important for me, but it was, it was like, it's a struggle though. And it can still be a struggle sometimes. What was like, huge and, and even getting the, a nanny. Cause I did this uh, before I got, I, I did this for a long time without mm-hmm. the nanny fitting, fitting as much work as I can after the kids went to bed, sometimes staying up till like one in the morning, trying to work or during nap time or like during the kids downtime. Yep. But then that's where it got to a point where it's like, this isn't, this is exhausting. Yes. And I want to be able to, and every, every person's job has an element of exhaustion yep. sometimes. And an element of hard for sure, you know, but I want this to be something I enjoy for, you know, that's, that's what kind of led us to even getting the nanny. But then once hiring the nanny, um, I still will have like, I call it work brain or, or like TikTok brain where throughout the day, when I am home with my kids, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to turn it off. Like as far as thinking of new ideas or I'm doing something and I think, oh, that could be like a fun song or a fun skit. And then there's a temptation to like, oh, I'm going to write it up right now, you know, but then I'll say, okay, no, we're not, we're not, I have to tell myself throughout the day, you're not working right now. You're not working right now. And it's gotten better. Now I can kind of turn it on and off easier, but for a while it's with social media, it can kind of feel like all the time. Well, social media never sleeps. I mean, it doesn't, right. Like it doesn't have weekends off and it doesn't have evenings off and it does like holidays and like it doesn't sleep. So, and it'll keep going and it'll, it's like, 
it'll pass you by. Right. And so mm-hmm. you have to be able, like I said, to have that commitment. And I love that you explain that you didn't have a nanny in the beginning. You probably didn't even have your management team in the beginning, right? Like no, for me, no, yeah. I was a one woman show. And what I would do in yeah. the beginning, me and my right? <laughs> like I would lock yeah. myself. Well, granted in the, for me in the beginning, I, the first few years when I was dabbling in it and trying to learn about it, I did it, you know, on the side. Right. And then, um, when I really was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, I as well got a nanny during the day and that was during lockdown. So they quote should have been at school and I would lock myself literally in my bedroom and I had certain hours that I would work and I was committed and consistent and I would put my phone in my bedroom when it was time to walk out and I would not pick up my phone in the evening so that I could focus on the kids. But I absolutely had that brain that was like, still ticking and thinking. And then after my kids would go to bed at night, I was right back at it. Like I would be up to one and I literally have journals that I was like, I can't believe I did this till one, two in the morning and then got right back up at six. It was, it was crazy in the beginning. And the, the beautiful part about it is that we've built that commitment and, and done that portion that now we are where we are, where we can find that balance. But I think it's really important for you as a listener, if you're listening to this, to understand that this does take a lot of time, right? It's not just um, slap something together and be like, oh, look, like we did it. Like, look, look, I want to get there. Like, I would say if you want to do this, consistency is key. And like you said, authenticity and deciding that this is what you want to go for. Right. Yes. I would agree with that. I think for, yeah, for anyone who's listening, who this is like, who wants to, to be like a social, a content creator, Mm -hmm. it, I, I've had, I have the most growth when I'm being authentic Mm -hmm. because people want to, people want to follow real Mm -hmm. people. And I know that like for a while, everyone said like, you need to kind of niche Mm -hmm. down and I think to an extent, like, so I feel like I'm, I, my, I have an umbrella niche in the sense that there's so many things relatable to mm-hmm. motherhood, you know, but then there's also like, I'm also a yeah. wife. I talk about, I talk about, you know, like date nights, getting ready for that. date nights, or I have fun learning dances and I'm a horrible it's dancer, fantastic. I'm kind of getting better at it. But so like little things that show parts of your moms have interests and moms have things that are fun for them. So even me trying to learn a dance, it can, it's still kind of relatable or fun for other mothers to watch because they have interests mm-hmm. too. And it resonates to them, to the interest in their mm-hmm. heart, if that makes yeah. sense. Like she's doing something, she's doing something for herself right now that resonates yeah. with me and she's having fun, you know? Um, so I would encourage people to not, and not be, af- don't be afraid to be like cringy, you know? Being cringy is like my number one negative comment. Tell, like, what, what do you mean? Don't be afraid to be cringy. What, like, what is it? What do you mean by that? So I think some, when you're putting yourself sure. out there and it, to some, especially like the young, young yeah. generation, if, we, if, you're, if you're trying too hard, it's okay. cringy. And I'm kind of, uh, I'm outgoing and bubbly and, and I'm doing too much. Oh. I say that in quotations, like they think I'm, or and like I, think I you're say trying they, too hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I don't want to put the young generation on blast. I think the younger generation is so creative and full yeah. of potential, but 
they don't like when you're trying too hard because you're being crazy, uh, you know? That's that's hilarious. So, but what I'm saying is try hard. Don't be, or don't be afraid to look like you're trying too hard or doing yes. too much, you yes. know? Be fully, I think being just fully yourself, mm-hmm. if you're not, which I'm not everyone's cup mm-hmm. of tea when I'm, because I can get really hyper and really mm-hmm. squirrely. And that's, and if some people, that might be annoying to mm-hmm. people. But if I, if I um, bottle that or hinder that, or then I'm not being my authentic Love true that. self, you know, and that's what people, I think that's what people want at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so even, so if you have like a personality that's more yes. chill and then, then be that, be chill. Don't feel like you have to perform or put on a show or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that can be a whole nother side of what can be kind of challenging for this yep. role is sometimes I'm not, I'm tired and, and like I can, sometimes people will meet me and expect me to be like this, this super outgoing, bubbly, hyper, sure. silly sure. girl, which, which a lot of the time yep. I am, especially when I get to go out with my girls and, you know, I am that hyper silly girl, but sometimes I, I've had times where I'm like recognized at Target or something and I'm with all four of my kids and I'm in mom oh, yeah. mode and I'll get like a DM later that day. And this has only happened a couple of times, but of course it sticks out to me. It was so nice to meet you. I thought you're different. To, you're different than when I, when I thought you'd be. And I was kind of like, sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't live up to your expectation. You yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of made me feel kind of bad though. Cause I, I was, I was very, like a sweet and engaged to the person that was talking to me, but I wasn't like being, well, it's silly. not like you're going to no, start singing like... about like your fanny pack and like, you know, like you're not going to start right. singing all your ditties in the middle right. of target. Right. Like you're going to be like, hi, nice no, to meet you. No, I've got no. four kids that I'm wrangling. I'm trying to have them not break the vase and, and grab the, you know, right. blankets all over the place and ask to go to the toy Island. Like I, I'll, excuse me. I, I yeah. just need diapers and like milk. Like yeah. but it doesn't right. mean that we're not grateful to meet everyone like oh it, of it, course I was just gonna say I love when people because because uh, sometimes I can tell or they they're unsure if yes. they say something or not because they don't yes. love me and I, and I always I, I always welcome people to say hello or say hi because I because they're always so yes. sweet and they're just trying to they're trying to recognize you for the joy that you yes. bring in their lives and I and I totally receptive and love when people yes. say hello. Um, and so I don't know if, if, if any Minnesotans are listening to this and you ever see me say hello, but, but, you know, I, I might not perform a song for you. Yes. In the moment. You know, I've said that I before where it's like head. someone came up to me this summer in Florida and she was like, excuse me, like, are you that sensory woman like that? And she was like, I'm sorry. I just don't know if like, <laughs> you know, people want to be bothered. And I was like, I'm not Britney Spears. Like, like people aren't like, I don't have paparazzi outside my house. Like what I think you as listeners don't understand is like, there's a number on our pages and we know you all exist, but in our everyday life, you're not surrounded like around us in a huge stadium where we actually physically get to see that all of you are watching and that you truly care. So when you do come up to us, it's like, it makes it a little more real of like, wow, how wonderful oh, yes. and nice was that, that I got to put like a, a human a to yeah. the puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it helps yes. it feel a little bit more tangible because sometimes it is really hard to grasp that 
you guys like that you guys are listening to us or that you do like us so that you do want to be engaged with us. It's, 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 it, it, it like messes with your head sometimes for me. It's super hard mm-hmm. every now and then. Um, I remember when I hit 50 K I like, like I could not take it in. I was like, I don't understand right. this. Like, and I, I used to Google, oh. like how many people live here? How many people live there? How, okay. So I'm from New Orleans. So I, I Googled it and I was like, okay, 70 or 700,000 or excuse me. I don't know the exact numbers at the moment, but like I would Google cities or states to be like, okay, that's like that. Like that's okay. That's how many people can fit in the Superdome. Got it. Like I would try to be able to figure (laughs) out like the magnitude because it's so, it's not tangible to the eye, you know? No, I never, I, yeah, it's, I, I, I totally get yeah. what you're saying. I mean, we I might be Leanne Rhymes, sure. like, but we're not Britney Spears. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. I know. It's it's very, I'm always like just, hum- I'm yes. always humbled and, and grateful for for even being recognized. It, it's I, it's something that I've, I have, I, I don't think it'll ever Same. get old or it'll never get, because I'm so just d- grateful and Same. taken aback that they would, that, they, you know, mm-hmm. it's. It feels so. we are putting in hard work and it, it feels like, wow, like I can't, like I, even when people DM me and they say very kind things to me, like that will never get old because we are doing this, not just for the love of being creative. And also, like we said, this is some business aspect of this to support our own families, but we're doing it because we care and we care in a way of oh, like, yes spreading joy and love and kindness in the world and knowing and letting people yeah. know you're not alone. Right. And so when oh, you come yes. up to us and recognize it and be like, I, like, I love your work or you DM us, like, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I know that I do. And I can very much tell that you do like, it means the world to us. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. And we read them. Oh, yeah. It's not like we're just passing them off. Some people say, I don't know if you'll ever read this. Right. I'm like, Oh yeah, I read it. Like I'm, I'm here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's so like the, I think the mother, the motherhood mm-hmm. journey is something that I, I care so much about. And, and I, the fact that I can, my favorite kind of comments or messages I get are like, I, I come to your page or your videos when I need mm-hmm. to smile or when I need to laugh or when I need like a pick me up. And like, it makes me want it makes me emotional thinking about how sometimes laughter or smiling or, or joy in the, in the days that are yes. so hard is such a gift to, to be able to smile mm-hmm. for the moment and laugh for the moment and finding humor in like the crazy in the chaos has been something that has been always so close to my heart because the opposite of joy is just that, that kind of devastating dreadful despair that can sometimes totally. fall upon you in mothering somehow I'm the fact that I can bring other mothers joy through this these struggles has is just such a if it fills my heart like ugh, it's like so much yeah. you know that's what makes me so at the end of the day through although I'm so grateful for the extra income this has Same. given my family at the end of the day I'm so grateful that I have a way to kind of reach out to mothers where they're at, you know, I would say that 
and you with you what with what you're doing too the work that you're doing you don't feel alone so right important. like do you I don't feel it's and it's the craziest part about it is I don't feel alone like I have this huge community yet I'm not with them every day like you aren't in a stadium with right. me hanging out every day to where it's like we're all besties but yet there's this sense of community that like we've got each other's back that it's just something so yeah. great beyond us that it's very hard when you're the the middle like right when you're the person that everyone's looking at it's it's hard to to grasp you know um mm -hmm. yes what would you say is been the hardest part of doing this is it the comments is it the time is it the balance like what would you say has been the hardest part of taking this on within your life probably yeah probably the balance i've i've negative comments have i've let go of long ago that's like the that's something that i can't physically carry i yeah. don't have room for it i can't carry that i'm not gonna allow yeah. myself to carry it you know um but the balance of it all so uh, stay-at-home mother um i had so much more time to to do to kind of manage yeah. the household my husband would come home to to dinner made house tidy mm -hmm. most nights and now you know, <laughs> the days that I'm not working, you know, I do my, I do yeah. what I can, but like, there'll be, I feel like I, what, what helps me not feel kind of too guilty about it is knowing that there are mothers everywhere that have mm -hmm. jobs. So if I wasn't having four kids now, before we realized this could be a job, me and my husband were talking about what can I do to bring in income? Cause just prices, yes. life is expensive right now. So had it not, if it weren't for this, it would be, we were talking about me, me, me doing daycare, me bringing in kid, a couple yep. of kids to watch, us breeding yeah. dogs. We just were trying to think of what can I do at home for any, even though I'm not at home Tuesdays and Thursdays, what can I do where I'm at home the most, sure. the, most of the time? Um, so what's helped me is like, so there are mothers everywhere that need to work and they to, to help provide for their family and we shouldn't there should be no kind of shame or condemnation for for the for mothers yeah. that need to work you know i think it can be kind of a little bit of that stigma still um i think stay-at-home moms are judged totally. working moms are judged they're every there's going to be judgment wherever wherever you go so but the weeks where i was going with that is there are some weeks that i i'm not able to get everything i need to get done on that mm -hmm. tuesday or thursday so like i'm I'm going back to staying up late after my kids go to bed, working during nap time, where I would normally maybe be cooking, sure. getting dinner ready. There, there are days like that where it was kind of a, a shift for my husband too, which he's been so gracious. About. He's like on board now. Now that he knows that I can, that yeah. this is real, you know, um, and what, what I can bring in to our family. He's kind of more on board. He's not so like, Oh, what's there's nothing for dinner. You know, <laughs> I say when he asks that, don't ask me what's for dinner, you know, but, um, now we, we, it was like a, it was a, a, totally. a shift for him too. So just navigating the balance of it all, um, was a yep. process where there were some days where I asked, we, me and my husband would have real talk about, is this, is this at the end yep. of the day worth it? Should we, should I just not do it? Because it does take time. Sometimes it takes time away from what I was had time mm -hmm. for before. And like, it's gotten, it's gotten better now that we have kind of a rhythm 
but there was a whole season of like, is this even sure. feeling discouraged? And like, I'm not used, I had so much mom guilt about the, the, mm -hmm. the time it took where then what I would remind myself was, is you would be looking for, you'd be needing yeah. to get a job. And so any job is going to, is going to, you know, take that time away yeah. that you had before, you know, whether it had been, whether it would have been um, daycare, you know, breeding, breeding dogs, you know, whatever it would have been, it would have been taking mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've kind of gotten better at too, at just the, it's okay that Absolutely. it takes time, you know, how can you be more present on the days that you're not working, turning that work brain off? That's what's the biggest, that that's what helps with the guilt mm -hmm. of it all the most is being as it's being present and intentional mm -hmm. when I can, you know, I would say like, that would have been my same exact answer, like 1000%. And like even the yeah. comment side of things, I got a text message from a friend who I went to grad school with, I don't know, last week. And she was like, oh my gosh, the comments, like how do you not just hide in a hole? And I was like, I don't, I don't read them. Like I don't, like if, I, if it's going down the rabbit yeah. hole and I'm seeing it, I'm like, eh, next, like, I think that there's at one point yeah. or another, there were things that triggered me right in the beginning when it was like the first time I had seen, you know, someone yeah. was like, well, no wonder she's single oh. or like, no one, she'll be single for, and I was like, oh no, like, oh, but you, somehow you yeah. gain a, a stronger sense of self and, um, more confidence through this journey. I for sure have of like, like, eh, like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like you can say what you want to say and you brush it off and, I would hands down say the balance is for sure key of being able to figure this out because again, social media does not sleep. And so you could keep going and going and going and going and going, but trusting that you're doing right. a good enough job and you are being consistent or if you stay consistent and do what you need to do for you, like it's okay. You can always come back to it. You can always take breaks. Yeah. You can always like figure out what you need for yourself. And I think the last yeah. question as we wrap up is what advice for anyone who's listening to this, who has, this is their main means of a career is through social media or maybe a side hustle, or they're wanting to get into this or they're a coach or this or that. Like, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice to anyone who is also diving into this world? Yeah. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable about things that are hard mm -hmm. for you specifically because it's because guarantee there's there's someone else out there that's mm -hmm. hard for them too. And with that, being vulnerable can sometimes come negativity or judgment. So having that kind of like you're not you don't need to carry someone else's opinion on you like a burden. You are freeing yourself up of that, but it, being able to speak authentically from whatever is in you that brings you joy and purpose and fulfillment will resonate through the screen yes. to whoever's watching. So you being passionate about what you, what you talk about resonates with me. That's how I started following you and me maybe talking about the highs and lows of motherhood and finding humor in it. That resonates for a lot of mothers too. They, so what is what you're passionate about yep. people will pick up on, you know? So being able to talk openly and honestly about that, sharing what things, what things work for you could mm -hmm. work for someone else and not being and like, not being afraid to be totally being too much cringy. or being cringy or doing too much, you know, just 
it can be totally. it's easier said than done I know like you want to put on a presentable face you know when you're when you're putting yourself out there but I think what people really want is just yep. realness yep realness and not being too caught up in that we we talked about numbers briefly like following and how, how fast you're growing that's all a part of it because you know you 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 need you want to grow your your platform and your audience and your following but whenever I get too caught up on numbers or even mm-hmm. like analytics how many people how long are people watching my videos for for how long blah 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 it takes away from it puts me in a headspace where I'm not mm-hmm. creating out of joy it, it puts me in a weird like funk when I'm caring too much about analytics so I know like you, you have you can take them into consideration you're allowing analytics to maybe guide you sometimes or, or like when sure, when should sure. I post that kind of stuff but but as far as like Especially with compare and comparing yourself to other creators. No. Don't do that. No. Don't do that either. That can be, that can be a hard joy, life sucking thing from you when you're focusing on how others are growing. It'll take away from that authenticity yep. in you. You know, so. when I was first starting out, I reached out to someone who I was just in awe of how vulnerable she truly was. And I said, you know, I'm just yeah. starting on this path. Like I'm so I'm I'm just so in awe of your vulnerability and your willingness to share so openly. I would love any advice of like, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Like, w- like what drives yeah. you to do that? And she said, it was hard in the beginning. My family didn't quite understand mm-hmm. it in the beginning. And that for me was hard. Like I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't hurting my family along the way. Um, and she said, right. and it was the best piece of advice I ever got. And I still, again, right, like years later to this day, believe in it. And she said, if I hadn't done this, there never would have been healing conversations, closure and, and, and beautiful connection yeah. that my family and I wouldn't otherwise have had because the conversations would have never yeah. been discussed. And it was like something right. that was hard, hard conversations or vulnerability or things that may feel uncomfortable for your loved ones around you or for just you in general, there is so much growth to be had in finally showing and sharing your truest story. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. I agree. Especially with like we, if you're getting into kind of childhood or maybe triggers you have as a mother that you may be recognized are stemming from your own childhood and talking openly about that. But then, you, you know, your yeah. mom watches all your videos. Is that going to offend her? It could open up a, a beautiful conversation. That's very healing for the both of you. Cause I think that's a huge, I mean, I love yeah. that whole mm-hmm. discussion, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's another day, but I think that's all real. So, well, I have yeah. loved our time together, but, and I really feel like you and I could like keep going down a rabbit hole of like, Right, like relationships and like, uh, we'll just have, we'll have to do it again. Um, but tell everyone where they can find you. And I want you guys to know that Emily is a joy. Like she is a joy to watch and she will make you smile. She will make you happy. And her creativity with her songs are like out of this world. And one day she will be mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live. Like I believe it deep down in my soul because oh, you're just oh, phenomenal. But tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, and that way you guys can yes. all start enjoying the love. Yes. So I'm Emily Vondi on Instagram and then uh, the Vondi fam on TikTok. 
Thank you so, so much for sharing. I hope this was helpful to all of our listeners just who are in the world of content creation and there will be a next time. There will be a next time. Yes. I think at the the end of the day, I think this career is worth it when you do it. When you do it for yourself and when you do it it authentically. Yes. Hands down. Because you're getting to be yourself, you know? Totally. And that's what it's about. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. Okay. Well, until (laughs) next time, XOXO, Dr. B.